0: to talk to you about the five areas of self-care. If you've been tuning in this week, you know that we've been discussing what self-care is, when do you do it, do you feel like you are worthy and deserving of self-care, what are those emotions surrounding self-care when I say that, and then today, Oh, I'm so excited, those five areas, because for most of us, we'll focus on one or two areas and not be aware that there are other areas to get a full spectrum of self-care and really help you be at your absolute best. So I bet you're wondering what those five areas are. So here goes. Those five areas are physical, emotional, social, intellectual, and spiritual. If you can find some self-care routines in those five areas, you will be able to be recalibrated, realigned, and become your best self. So that said, what does that look like? What does physical self-care look like? What does emotional self-care look like? What does social self-care look like? That's one that I actually have a hard time with because I'm like, self-care means me. What is social means other people. (laughs) And so what does social self-care actually mean and look like? Intellectual self-care. That one is one that I think is very important that gets left behind a lot. And then spiritual self-care. What does that look like? So each of these, of course, are going to be very unique to you. But in the coming month, I will be sharing each week what each of these areas are, and the things you can do within these areas to really up-level your life and your self-care routines. But physical, physical self-care. Now, sometimes that is the bath or the massage and spa day. Sometimes physical self-care is going and working out or moving your body. Sometimes physical, and some of these can overlap, right? This might be an intellectual self-care as well. But sometimes physical self-care is meditation. Paying attention to your body, your breath work, etc. Sometimes physical self-care is eating something healthy. Not self-buffering, which is overeating or having a ton of things that may not necessarily be good for you. Binging, right? That's not self-care. That's, in a way, self-harm. And so self-care, physical self-care, can look like eating healthy, having, oh, I'm not going to say restrictions, but restraint. That's the word I'm looking for. Having restraint when you do want to emotionally overeat and buffer from your emotions, going and working out, getting that relaxing massage, meditating, anything that is physical in forms of self-care, okay? So next week, I'll be going into the details of a couple of areas that we can really dive into and explore for physical self-care. But at a high level, as we're going through each of these today, I want you to be thinking, do, what, like, what do I rank in physical self-care? Do I rank like a out of five? Let's say, do I rank a four out of five? Or do I rank like a one out of five? Where do I rank in my physical self-care? So be thinking about that. Next, where do you rank in your emotional self-care? Are you doing emotional release techniques? Are you crying regularly? And I don't mean like sad, ugly cry, life is horrible, but crying to get out those emotions because that's also ah, a physical form of self-care because it's your body's way of physically releasing emotions, right? So are you crying regularly? Are you doing emotional release techniques? Are you expressing yourself? Are you journaling? What does that look like? So that scale of one to five, how are you in your emotional self-care category? Number three, Social self-care. What this means is, like, taking a look at your relationships. Are you spending some time getting to know individuals or spending time going out and networking and meeting new people and expanding your, like, your social network beyond, like, you know, Facebook and Instagram social networks, but, like, your actual physical network of people that you can connect with and engage with and get along with. Are you putting yourself in situations that kind of put you out of that comfort zone, but allow you to really move forward? Now, I know what you're thinking, but Taylor, I'm an introvert. I really don't get my energy from being around people. We will totally talk about that in week three, when we talk all about and dive into the details of emotional self-care. I got you covered. But that said, when you're thinking about emotional self-care right now, Keeping kind of an inventory on your relationships, your ability to go out and meet new people, expand your horizons, try new things, stuff like that. Give yourself that ranking of one to five. Intellectual, number four, fourth category, intellectual self-care. This one is probably my favorite. And this one is also the one that I lean into the most, right? I told you we all have a few where we're like, yes, knocking it out of the park on like physical But mm, social self-care, not so much. Or emotional, but not physical, or whatever it is, right? Whatever your breakdown in these five. For me, intellectual is the one I lean into really heavily. And I tend to really lean out of physical self-care. Working on that. But intellectual self-care, what is that? That means that you're constantly like challenging your mind and growing and not being stagnant. You're solving problems, you're putting yourself in situations where you can really grow your confidence, your capabilities and feel like you're qualified. Intellectual self-care can also mean taking a break. That can be meditative and that can be journaling and writing things out and getting it out of the, the mess that is your head, right? Getting it out of the complex and all these things running around and like putting down a to-do list can be an intel- a form of intellectual self-care. So intellectual self-care, intelligent self-care, brain self-care, whatever we want to call it. How do you rank in intellectual self-care? Like I said, I do really good in this one. I do really terrible in physical self-care. So the last one is spiritual self-care. Now, this is going to be probably the most customized because it's based on your beliefs. right? So for some, spiritual self-care may be attending a religious service once a week. For others, it may be reading religious text and contemplating that. For others, it may be praying, accessing intuition, another form of meditation if you have that in your spiritual practice, Uh, alignment of chakras. Like There's so many spiritual areas that this one is the most customized for you, and I actually will not be doing a special week on spiritual self-care because I don't want to tell you how you should have your religious or your spiritual beliefs, but it is a category to really consider when it comes to self care, because when you don't have that, even if it's spiritual in terms of like connecting to your intuition and learning to trust yourself and kind of trusting those gut feelings, that can be a form of spiritual self care. And so the things you do to be able to do that can be a form of spiritual care. So I'm not going to go super in depth on that one, but please know that that is one of the five areas and it is one of the areas that is really important. Whatever your religious beliefs are, it's not about necessarily religion. It's about spirituality and what that means to you. So like I said, I'm not going to really dive into that, but it is an area to be looking at so you can gain, I'm going to say access to whatever your beliefs are to further help you elevate your life. So whether that's a higher power, whether that's your int- your own intuition, whatever those things may be, a deity somewhere else, I don't know, not my business, but that is a form of self-care. So how would you rate on spiritual self-care? So as you've been making these mental notes, or maybe you've been taking notes, That should give you an idea of like, okay, I am a three out of five in physical, a two out of five in emotional, a five out of five in social, a four out of five in intellectual, and a one out of five in spiritual. Well, you know social and intellectual are where your main focuses are. You're most comfortable there. We should probably start working in those other areas to give you that full balance. So like I said, we'll be tuning in and talking all about that throughout the rest of this month, which is April. So the coming episodes, we'll dive into each of those areas in detail with the exception of spiritual, but we'll be talking about physical, emotional, social, and intellectual self-care, providing some insights and techniques, and really exploring that area. But stay tuned for the rest of this week because I'll be talking about how to be prepared and organized for self-care, as well as how to make self-care a priority and really utilizing it when you're triggered instead of coming from a place of lack. So that said, keep on tuning in this week. I hope you liked this episode. I would love to hear how you rated on those. And if any of this was eye-opening to you, you can let me know on happinessabound.com, happinessabound blog on Facebook, or happiness underscoreabound on Instagram. And if you liked this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on your listening platform of choice. So that said, have a wonderful day. Explore your arenas of self-care and above everything else. Remember, you are capable of happiness abound.